You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and today I am with the legendary Mr. Rehab Time himself, the incredible motivational speaker, man of God, and the man that you cannot hide from on Facebook or YouTube. His videos are absolutely everywhere. This is Trent Shelton. Trent, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Man, thanks for having me, Joel, man. You know, it's an honor to be on here. I know you've had some great guys uh, come on here and great people. So uh, to be considered in that in that category um, with Addicted to Success, man, I'm truly honored to be here, man. So thanks for having me. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, like I said, it's hard to escape your videos. You're uh, all over the place right now. I love the topics that you talk about. And, you know, that's a lot of motivational content that is, is coming up right now. There's a lot scattered throughout your Instagram pages and, right. and Facebook. But what I love is that you really hit it in the heart. You really go straight to the core. It's not about the fluffy, fluffy motivation. You're right. more about like your self-worth and, you know, choosing the right friends for you and uh, living in your vision and things that are like a lot more deep and meaningful than just your fluffy stuff. So what are you most jazzed up about now when it comes to uh, self-development? Right, man. For me, it's about work. Um, just kind of give a, a background, a little bit of background on why I talk about the things I talk about. You know, when I hit my rock bottom uh, after, you know, my career with NFL football, I just, you know, and, and there's room for everybody, but I needed something that I could relate to. I needed something that I felt like I was understood. And, um, you know, besides the people around me, my immediate family members and friends, I really feel like I didn't have that in the world um, at that time in my life. And so for me, um, I wanted to give that to people. And so I'm big on environment. And when I mean environment, that's your friends, it's everything around you, because I feel like your environment will shape who you are. You know, you get around, it's kind of like a flower, right? I mean, a flower can be in a terrible environment. If the flower isn't taken care of, uh, that flower will die. But if you take that same flower and put it in an environment where it thrives in, that flower will thrive. And I feel like with people, a lot of times we, we point the finger at ourselves and say, you know, it's us, it's us, it's us. And not necessarily, and I'm big on taking responsibility, hits the, the tagline, it all starts with you. But sometimes it's about getting around the right people, the right environments to bring out the best you. So I'm big on that. I'm big on worth um, because I feel like you were created with worth. And these days with social media, I think it's very big because we place our worth, and it's hard not to, um, into followers, into what people think, into opinions. And so I want to tell people, regardless of all of those things, uh, you still have worth at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm studying and researching a lot about self-esteem and, and self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And this is such a hot topic. What I found was that uh, any, they, they, there was this uh, group that did this in-depth study and they found that uh, anyone that was born after 1986 and onwards, okay, so kind of like the Gen Ys and Gen Zs, there was right. a 60% increase in narcissism. And they wow. said that this is because of technology and social media. And I absolutely believe that, man. When you have a look at Instagram and that, that you've got the models doing the booty shots and you've got, you know, people are taking the selfies left, right, and center. And it's becoming very much so about self, self, self. And, you know, we talk about self-development and I'm very big now on like, let's not just be so much about the self, 
or let's right. be more about like the holiness, which is being of service, right? Exactly. So how do you outgrow your old dreams so that you can become more, so you can live in your purpose and deliver more in the world? Right. Um, that's a good question, man. I think, you know, I'm not going to say it's a step process to doing that, but, you know, I always like to relate things with my life. You know, my dream was to be an NFL player. And um, I always tell people, you know, when it comes to purpose, I feel like this is kind of just my way of thinking. I feel like we are created with purpose. I mean, if you go down the, the line of, you know, the chance of being a human being uh, with my faith, I believe God created just one you. There's nobody like you. It might be people similar, but there's nobody like you. And so when you realize that, you realize you were created with a purpose, on purpose. And so I realized that I had to let go of what I wanted to do. And it's funny you talked about, you know, the self a lot. A lot of times we want to do what we want to do. We might be influenced by what we see on social media or how can I make the most money or how can I be the most popular? How can I be the most famous? It's always about I. The thing about purpose that I realize is that a lot of times purpose, um, all the time purpose has nothing to do with you. It's about what it's about using your life to better someone else's life. So a lot of times purpose means pain. Purpose means doing something you don't want to do. Purpose means walking into uh, walking outside of your comfort zone in order to be used uh, for the benefit of this world, because we've all been called, I believe to, to leave an impact on this world. And that doesn't mean making the most money or doing things like that. So when it came to motivational speaking with me, I never wanted to be a speaker. Like this was my biggest fear. I never wanted to write books. I never wanted to do any of that. But I came into a situation where I had a friend who truly believed in me. And just by talking to me says, man, the world needs to hear you come to my church, speak. I did that. I, I fought it for a long time. If you read my story, I fought it for a long time, but I ended up walking into my purpose and I did it. And I realized like, wow, this is what God created me to do. Even though I didn't want to do it at that time, even though I didn't know I had it in me. And so it takes, and this is hard. It takes a lot about letting go of self. And that's hard because a lot of times we're preached to a lot that, you know, create the life that you want, create the life that you want. And I'm all for, you know, putting your best into doing what you can do to make the best you. I'm all for that. But sometimes it's about living the life that God has created for you. And that's a process and a journey in finding that. Man, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I'm a, I'm a big believer in God too, man. I walk in faith and and this has been one of the biggest things, you know, I've been exposed to a lot of uh, the, the high level successes, a lot of money. I've been around super rich people. I'm sure right. you have too. And it's like, it's really interesting when you ask these really deep questions uh, to these people when you ask, you know, so what happens when you die? Like, why are you really here? And it's like, boom, man, because so, so many people are so in, they talk about being in the now, I guess. And, um, a lot of it is like the shorter term thinking. It's like me, 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 oh yeah, I'll work that out as it gets, you know, closer to the end of my life. But it's like, well, right. what if, what if it's like, you should have been doing it now? <laughs> what if man, man, always, it's too late? <laughs> man, I always tell people, man, I mean, even, you know, my mom, you know, is, is, is having a battle right now with cancer and it just came out of nowhere. And I say, you know, your life can change like that. And I tell people all the time, man, it's like, what we think is forever and whether it's like we have forever with our kids, we're forever with our spouse, what we think is forever could end tomorrow. And so I live by this rule. Um, I call it the, and it really should be 24 hours, but I call it the seven day rule. I said, if I had any time I'm like, like uh, just too wrapped into, you know, uh, just focusing on making a living that, you know, sometimes we can do that. We can, we can be working so hard to make a living that we forget to live. So anytime I get into that mode, I back up and I say, if I had seven days to live, right? Seven days to live what would matter? 
who would matter? How would I spend my life? What would I want to leave? And I think that could put you in the right perspective about life. You know, because like you said, man, I've never met anybody that's been on a deathbed that says, you know, I want, you know, more of things for myself. You know, it's always time. You know, I should have gave more to the world. I should have gave more to the people I love. Time is limited. You know, time is the most valuable thing we have. So just make sure you're giving something to the world that will last longer than you. You know, that's just how I feel about life. Mm, amen, brother. Yeah, you had a quote that was circulating not long ago. You said, uh, dear God, remove all the confusion from my life so I can make room for my peace. And, yeah. uh, you know, I absolutely believe that, man. I think that sometimes we can get distracted. Like it feels like it's a good thing, but it might not right. be the right thing for us. And it's distracting us from our purpose. Man, so, that's, that's, yeah. that's on point, man. Joe, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, I, I've, I've been there. I'm sure you have too. I've been where I've had the accolades, you know, whether it's money and all this. And I'm not saying you can't have these things in your life, but these things aren't things that's going to bring you peace at the end of the day. I always say protect your peace. And I realized that, man, when I was quote unquote on top of the world, I was the most emptiest inside of my life, period. I was on top of the world to everybody else, but my, my world was gone, you know, inside of myself, inside of my soul. My peace wasn't there. And so uh, I tell God, man, to remove anything, confusion, anything that keeps me from my peace. And sometimes it's letting go of things that you don't want to let go of. You know, sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's dreams, but I'm all about peace. That's what we all want at the end of the day. You know, some people think money can buy you peace. Some people think a relationship can give you peace. We all just want peace to, to know that everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I uh, had this experience where, you know, I gave God the chance and I, I asked the heavenly father, please remove anything that's not meant to be here in me and fill me with the Holy spirit. And wow. like the, the feeling I had is like, it's crazy man to explain it, but like my values shifted in the space of like a day to two days. And I saw the world in such a different way. And the things that used to be so important to me, I look at it now and, and I feel like it's surface level. But the, I believe like the path to God is so narrow, but it's very deep and it That's demands right. a lot from you. And there's a lot of responsibility around that. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's just really cool to connect with someone like you and um, just to hear your journey because I feel like there's so many people out there that are experiencing that, but they feel like they're in that alone and it can be hard at yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely can relate to that, man. You know, any journey, I'm actually, I actually have a spoken word coming maybe next week that I talk about the journey. And my first line is, uh, just because the path is lonely doesn't mean the path is wrong. And a lot of times we think that, you know, we think the path is lonely. People are leaving. The path isn't right. It's full of ups and downs. It's full of pain, obstacles. You know, that's usually the path that you're supposed to be on. And it sucks. You know, it's not fun. But you have to go through that in order to find out who God created you to be. And like you said, you start to lose the desires of the things you used to want to have. Because you realize those things can't fulfill you those are temporary fulfillment you know you're always going to want more followers more numbers more money you know more 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 once you get it you can set goals and it's great you know it's great to grow i always say you know numbers to me on social media just shows the growth shows my my purpose is reaching people but i'll never put my value in that because you'll be you'll always be depressed because you'll never reach mm -hmm. what you want to reach you know it's always another level another level and uh so i just learned to just like you said, stick to my values and stick to my purpose and say, you know, wherever God takes this, wherever he wants it to go, you know, I'm putting on my seatbelt and I'm, uh, I'm going to enjoy the ride for sure. Strapping up, man. Strapping up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Nice. Yeah, we, de we definitely live in a significance-driven uh, society right now. 
you, I coach a lot of people in, in branding and marketing because, you know, with Addicted to Success, we reached uh, over 120 million something views and all that. And what's really interesting is I, I, I was coaching someone not long ago and he was saying, I want to have a thousand likes on my pitches. And I was like, well, what do you get out of that, right? And he's like, oh, it means that I have engagement and so on. And I said, but, but and he's like a coach and a speaker. And I said, well, wouldn't it be more uh, beneficial if you only had, you put up a picture and only had 200 likes, but you had 10 people that bought your book and, you know, 30 people that came to your event. Like what result are you chasing that's after that picture? Because people are measuring the wrong thing nowadays, man. <laughs> man, that's, that's it, man. That's, I mean, that's branding social media one-on-one, man. Because I would, like you said, I would say when you get a thousand likes, then what? then a thousand likes is going to be a point where it's not enough, right? Then I need 2000 likes. Then you get, Oh, mm-hmm. I need 3000 likes. And now when you hit 3000, now the thousand is not enough for you that you once loved. You know, I tell people on some of my videos, I remember when it was like, you know, 50 people watching my video. And, and even in that, you know, if I, if I did it for numbers and we can all get to the point where we pay attention that we're human beings, but I always have to remind myself why I started. It was never about numbers because if I started it for numbers, Numbers told me that this wasn't my purpose. You know, when I started speaking, I'm sure you can attest to this too, wasn't nobody there. You know, wasn't nobody mm-hmm. watching videos, but I always focused on impact over numbers. And like you said, I, I, I said the exact same thing to people. I said, you know, there's people out there with, you know, 2 million followers, right? And they're not really impacting anybody. You know, look at their comments. Nobody's really, lives are being changed, but there might be a person that has, 200 followers that's impacting all 200 the engagement is there you know people are being helped you know they're they're interacting with people who's making a bigger impact the person with 200 and so you got to focus on impact not numbers yeah beautiful man beautiful uh how do you really audit your circle and narrow down on who you are going to spend more time with when it comes to your friends and relationships because i feel like this is a huge topic like a lot of people are in toxic relationships right now for sure. Um, that's a good question, man. Um, for me, they definitely have to bring something to my life. Um, and that could be, I'll, I'll paint it like this. It's kind of like my videos, are there your friends that, that did really well, you know? Um, and I asked a lot of questions to people. I say, you know, if all you had to offer was friendship, who would still be in your life? And that's a question I ask myself a lot. You know, you don't have to bring the things that I bring to you because, you know, maybe I have a bigger platform or maybe you have something more than me, but you just have to be pouring something into my life because if I'm always giving, 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 and the person's not giving me anything, whether it's prayer, whether it's support, whether it's whatever I might need at that time, then I'm going to feel empty. And so I always just sit back and realize that and say, you know what, if this person leaves my life, what would I really be losing? And if I feel like that I would be losing a lot, but they're not being there, then I want that person around. If I feel like I wouldn't lose nothing, I'm actually might gain more peace, <laughs> you know, gain more uh, whatever, less drama in my life, then I want those people around. So my values are a big uh, system that I use when it comes to like people around me, because if the values are different relationships or friendships, then it's not going to work, especially the core values. Now, if you believe in something different than I believe in, and eventually we're going to butt heads. You know, if you believe that, you know, your priority is turning up all the time. And that's not my priority. You're always going to be turning up. I'm like, why are you doing that? You're going to say, oh, you're not fun anymore. And that's what happened with my NFL career once I left that. I lost a lot of friends. And I always say when well, my circle got smaller, my vision got clearer. But I lost a lot of those friends because my friends, and no, they're just that, that and it's nothing against them. They're not bad people. 
it was just at that point in their life where I was like, I don't want to do that no more. And they thought, well, you're doing that. You're going to start speaking and helping people. Like you're corny. Like, why are you going to do that? Like, are you going to leave this lifestyle? And they didn't understand it. And so uh, for me, it's definitely about values and it's definitely about uh, reciprocation. You know, I, I want to be able to give to you, you give to me and we work together and our visions don't have to be directly aligned, but they have to be similar. You know, they have to be similar. So the question I would ask the listeners right now is, you know, the one is if all you have to offer is friendship, who is still being in your life? And if you took away the benefits that somebody gets from your life, right? If you took away those benefits, would they still be there? Would their loyalty still be there? Because sometimes when you stop doing for somebody so much, they'll stop being there for you. Now I've seen that, you know, not to say thousands of times, but I've seen that multiple times in my life and people's life around me. Mm. Amen. That's, that's great advice. Thanks for sharing that, Trent. No problem. Trent, how do you accept change in your life? What's been your oh, experience man. around that? Because that's hard sometimes. It feels like yeah. you got to surrender and, and uh, there's a lot of that uncertainty and unknown that, that creeps in, right? Right. Um, I accept it. It's, diff- it's difficult. Uh, but one of the things that I do is uh, I always look back over my life and I realize that change is going to happen. Change is, is necessary for growth. And I, I'm being on perspective. Um, and that's one of the things that I talk about all the time. Either your perspective can be your power or your prison. And for so long in my life, my perspective was my prison. And so, uh, you know, when I lost football, when that change happened, man, I lost my life. I lost myself. I lost everything. But I realized in that moment, that was just a chapter of my life, not the whole story. And I realized in that moment that my greatest disappointment led me to my biggest rescue in my life. And so, I go with it, man. Um, I look for the best in it. I, I always ask myself, this is a question that, that, that I can share with you guys. I actually talked about this on my, uh, my stories the other day. One thing that's helped me with change, I ask myself this. Instead of going from, you know, why is this happening to me? Um, you know, this isn't fair. I change that question to how is this growing my life? And so that's how I look at any change, any situation that's going on. I don't look at the negative. And it's a very, like, I, I guess, positive-minded thinking point of view that somebody might say, that's just too positive. Your perspective is always in your control. And so I look at it and say, how is this growing my life? How is this making me better? You know, what is God trying to teach me? You know, what's going on? How can I get us to know this, not only to help myself, but to help other people? And so I stay a student in life throughout change and throughout everything. And I think when you look at it like that, when you realize that change is necessary for you to push you into another direction, uh, even losses. I mean, even brick walls and challenges, when I hit these challenges in life, I'm like, man, like, why did this happen? Like, um, I realized that, are these detours, I realized that even though I didn't want to take the detour, it sucked, but those detours led me to better ideas, uh, better friendships, uh, you know, better connections. And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta go with it. You know, no path is straight. You know, it's gonna be a lot of ups and downs, a roller coaster life, but roller coasters are fun. So just enjoy the ride with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that's right who do you find inspiration in um outside the obvious you know definitely my relationship with god man um definitely my family um people around me but outside of those um man this is going to seem like a very i don't know if this is typical answer it might not be typical it might be very untypical but i find inspiration in literally everything and everybody and so mm-hmm. i don't care if you are the top motivational speaker in the world, the top pastor in the world. I don't care if you're somebody on the street corner. Um, everybody has a story. Everybody's been through something different. 
everybody has something that you can learn from. And so one of the biggest qualities that I like to take pride in is that uh, I feel like I'm a great listener. Um, I don't, it's funny because I don't really talk much and people, it's very ironic because, you know, people see the videos and they're like, they expect me to be super outgoing. I'm a big time introvert, not because I'm shy to talk, but I've learned through my life that listening has helped me so much. And so I listen so much. So when I get in front of something I'm passionate about, I talk so much, right? And so uh, I think being a, li- a great listener is one of the best traits you can have. And that's what I do, man. I listen to people's stories online. I listen to my, my supporters. I listen to motivational speakers, wherever, man. I'm just a student of life. And those are my big inspirations, man, life in general. Mm, I love that. Yeah, you know, I heard somebody say recently, and this really resonated with me. They said that in this day and age with technology and this uh, noise and saturation of overload of information, our number one commodity that we can hold is attention and focus. Yeah. And so if you're a good listener and you're there and you're, you're like attentive, you're already winning. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> yeah, most people <laughs> You know what's funny, man? I saw a chart. It said, um, it's, this was in 2015. I think we've gotten worse since then, but it said uh, a, a goldfish attention span was, it was nine seconds and human beings are eight seconds. <laughs> That's crazy. And I, I believe it. I definitely That's believe disgusting. it. That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, man. I, I definitely believe it. We, we, need more, we need more listeners, man. Just people just taking it in and just listening. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to, to, uh, to find that these days. So we definitely need that for sure. That's right. Trent, how do you show up confident? Like what, do you, what kind of runs through your mind and what are your processes to really uh, increase the belief within yourself? Right. Um, you know, my foundation is always God, man. So w- once I realized that, that, that what I talked about earlier that, you know, he created me for a purpose, uh, on purpose that, um, you know, he set me apart, uh, Jeremiah one and five, you know, that scripture really stands out to me. And that's always my confidence that he called me to, to do this. And so, you know, when you believe that you're created by an awesome God, a, a confident God, uh, and you are made by him, it's hard not to be confident when you're walking in his purpose. Um, so that's one. Uh, two is definitely repetition. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, when I first started speaking, you know, you can go back, you know, I wasn't as confident, but the more that I did it, um, the more that I, I, I literally speak every day. And people say, well, you have a speaking engagement every day? I said, no. Like, you can catch me driving down the street uh, in my car. People probably look at me crazy. Like, what is that guy talking about? <laughs> I wake up in the morning. If I have something on my heart, I speak it. I speak it out loud. And so every single day, I'm picturing myself impacting a life or inspiring somebody. So when you actually show up, I learned it from football, you know, um, when you actually show up, my coach used to tell me this in football since I was in high school. He said, play the game in your head the night before, right? He said, the play that we're going to call for you, run that play over and over and over and over the night before. And I would do that. And usually when I got in the game, I felt like I've been there before. And so when it comes to speaking, when it comes to getting in front of the camera, when it comes to anything, I tell people all the time, I'm not nervous necessarily. Like I have nerves because I'm excited, but I'm not nervous to the point where I don't want to do it because of fear, because I've already been here before. I've been here thousands of times in my mind before I ever showed up. And so I would tell people, you know, whatever your craft is, do it every single day, do it multiple times a day. And also uh, just, just the past, man, realizing that even in my imperfections, my most imperfect speeches, my most imperfect moments, I was still, I was still, able to impact lives. And so I realized that just being real and authentic in myself was enough. I didn't have to be perfect. Cause when you first started speaking, I mean, I had all these notes and I'm like, I got to touch on all these topics. 
But I realized like that didn't resonate with people, at least for me. And when I realized just me being myself, when I would lose track of my words, whatever still impacted lives, it took the pressure off. I realized that I didn't have to be the perfect me to impact the life. Only thing I have to do is be me, period, and show up and speak my story, speak my truth, and God was going to handle the rest. And so that's where my speaking style comes from, honestly, just the straight from the heart, real talk, because I feel like people need real. You know, they don't need perfection. They just need real and authentic and some and tra- and, uh, transparency, you know, because your transparency can lead to someone else's transformation. So just be transparent and, and you'll realize that you don't have to be perfect, you know, to, to impact anything. I love this, man. I love this. Yeah, just before I get up on stage and speak, I don't have plan, prep, or structure. I have a good, if, if they want me to speak about a topic, I'll be like, what's the topic? And then I just get up and speak. Uh, but I do ask God, I say, you know, please deliver the message through me that needs to come out in this room today. And it's crazy, man, what happens. It's like, it's like he's taken half the weight for you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, pressure, the pressure comes off. It's, it's, it's crazy how it works. Um, you're, I'm, you know what? I'm not convinced that you're an introvert. And the reason being is because I got told, I got told recently, um, there was this uh, human behavioral uh, specialist, body reading specialist, whatever that said to me, uh, they do a lot of these uh, breakdowns and assessment on, on, on people and their characteristic types and personality. And they said, you're an ambivert, which is like, you do that oscillation. So introvert means you duck out and go real into like creation time and reading and absorbing. But then when uh-huh. you've got it, you come out and you execute with high energy. And, I like that. Uh, may, maybe that's what it is, man. Maybe yeah, you're an ambivert. It probably is. That sounds about right for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Let me ask you this, man. When you went and you delivered that speech uh, to believers and you decided, wow, I think this is really the thing that I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. What happened next, man? Did you feel like uh, because you had stepped into your faith that there was going to be this thing where it's like, what are the people that currently are in my life are going to think? How do I kind of transition into this? Like, how was that experience for you? Man, you're, I mean, it was, it was, it was fearful because you have to realize at that speaking engagement, it was, it was front of like 5,000 people, like 5,000 kids, I believe. And I was still playing uh, arena football out here. So I was basically still trying to hold on to football because I didn't know what my life would be like. That was my whole identity. And so after I got off the stage, and the speech was only like five minutes. Like it wasn't long, but, you know, when you first started speaking, five minutes seems like an hour. So I got off the stage and I told myself that I'm through with football. And that was very scary because in my mind, I painted a picture that people only love me because of my athletic ability. Like, that's it, which was somewhat true, but for the majority of people in my life, that was far from true. So I told God, it's funny how we tell God stuff. I say, you know what? I'm going to make a deal with you. If you really want me to, it's so funny. If you really want me not to play football, uh, you got to go three for three. And so I had to make three calls, right? And I said, you go three for three in these calls, I'll leave football alone because I know it's you. So the first person I called was my coach. And I told him that, you know, I wasn't coming to New Orleans because I was supposed to be there the next day. He was like, why? And I was like, you know, I'm, I just don't want to play football no more. I'm going to speak, you know, rehab time, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, like, good luck with that. And he hung up, like, he didn't even wait for me to say anything. He, like, hung up in my face pretty much. So I'm like, okay, well, that's over one, right? And so I called my friends, a few friends, and some friends understood, kind of. They didn't really get it, but they kind of, they were still supporting. I had some friends that were like, you're crazy. Like, you don't even like to speak 
like all the time, you know, but why would you do that? Like, and they was like, you're stupid pretty much. So that was like, oh, for two. And then I had to call my parents and I was very scared to call my parents because, you know, my parents took so much pride in me playing sports, but my parents are supportive all around. But, you know, my dad would be like, hey, my son played the NFL. So I was like, man, like they're going to like not really accept this. I called them, make a long story short. Um, they accepted it. You know, my mom at first was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, rehab time. She's like, well, you have bills to pay. And I was like, I know you have all these things and that's your source of income, like football. Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, mom, it's God speaking to me. And we had a little conversation. I'm not going to get into this too long. But after the conversation, she's like, yes, that's God speaking to you. So let go. And so that's all that I needed. And it's funny how God works that I just needed that one confirmation to say, okay, this is it. And from that moment, I'll tell you this. I had already started making like rehabish videos. What I mean by that is I was still in the fence trying to figure it out. I was living this lifestyle, but I was transitioning, you know, and um, I made know your, a video called Know Your Circle. You're perfect for the heart that's meant to love you. And went on the video. Within those next few months, those videos went viral. And that's what really started wow. like my elevation with rehab time. So it took me letting go of something that I really didn't want to let go of, but I knew it wasn't good for my life to walk into this. And it's not going to be like that for everybody, you know, but you have to let go of what God is telling you to let go of. I really feel like that in order for him to really work in your life. It's like, if you're holding on to whatever it is, like how can God put in your hands where he needs to put in until you actually let go and open up your hands so he can give you what you, what you need for your life. And that's how rehab time took off, man. And, it's amazing. And from there, it just kept growing and growing and growing. That's why I always say, man, it's all God. Like, it's nothing special about me. It's something special about the God that I serve. The only thing special about me is that I accepted the purpose that he had for my life, which we all can do, you know? Yeah. Amen, man. Oh, dude, thanks for sharing that. That's a really powerful sure. story. I'm, I, yeah, yeah. He works in incredible ways and he does. He really is like, okay, you want this? There's, there's a sacrifice that's in order. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes exactly. it's like, it's the identity that we built around this whole thing. And then it's like letting it go. Is, there's that kind of that mourning to it, but it's like trusting and believing that there's something better. I actually put up a quote the other day that I made and it like re people are going crazy and sharing it everywhere. Sometimes it feels like life won't give you what you want. That's because God knows what you need and he's waiting on you to be ready to receive. That's right, and man. I feel like that's, that's where you were at. Um, and it's crazy that it went viral after those videos. I man, love that, man. And even just to add this, man, like, cause I, I really want people out there to see this because some people think like, since it went viral, my life changed. I still had super sacrifices to make. I mean, I had to start training people, you know, to make ends meet. I made a big, and I don't want people just to go jump off the bridge and quit their job. I always say, make sure some water is under there before you jump off the bridge, you know, but I had to make sacrifices. I had to really almost embarrass myself. I was working at 24 hour fitness. And, you know, for me, that was kind of like, man, I didn't feel like I was above that, but an NFL guy now training at 24 hour fitness, but I said, you know what? This is what I have to do. And those sacrifices helped me build my platform. I was able to train people. I was able to give rehab to them, give them shirts. And so this thing that people see now didn't happen overnight, of course. But a lot of people didn't say, you know what? I, I want to do that because it's successful for Trainer, or successful for Joel. So they tried and it doesn't happen overnight, whatever it may be. It took a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of nights in order for this to happen. And I always tell people, though, if you keep grinding, if you keep your faith, overnight, everything can change. And in that process, maybe about three or four years ago, it actually became my life. You know, I had to let go of everything else because the demand was too high for me speaking. I had to focus on what I was focused on and God allowed this to be my life, my source of, my source of living. 
And so just understand it's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make in order to, you know, really move towards the place that God wants you to be, especially when it comes in this field, for sure. Amazing, man. Well, well done, man. I, I got to say, you know, you shared advice throughout this and I've interviewed hundreds of successful people, but really the advice of like, you know, you got, you got to follow your dreams and the habits and the, these things that a lot of people share. I feel like the story, that turning point in your life, like that part there is the really inspiring, like going through that breakthrough. That's the thing that I really want more of on the podcast. And I just love that you yeah. shared this because that there's the truth, man. And that's like, no one can take that experience away from you either. Like you get to own that, you get to share that with the world and I'm sure it's going to reach, you know, many, many people. So well done. For sure, man. Well done. Thank I'll place you, some bets on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. You know, I, I, I love to just, like you said, I mean, not everybody paints a picture of success to be pretty, and some people do share it, but success is a, is an ugly process and success is whatever you make it, you know, for first of all, let me say that, but your journey is a, is not a pretty process all the time. You know, it's going to suck. It's going to be hard. It's going to be lonely. And those are things that I share. And even when you get to a place where, you know, I'm at, you know, or you're at, it's still not perfect. I mean, I still have my struggles. I still have my doubts at times. I still have my fears at times, but now I'm able to overcome those things because I've been through things in my past that I have overcome. I have a system of values, a system that I set in place to get me out of a certain mindset. So I want people to understand that it's not easy. You know, it's not going to be, this is life. I don't care what zip code you live in. You can live in the hood. You can live in, you know, the mansion. Storms come, period. You can't prevent storms and storms will come into your life. It's all about how you deal with those storms and change your perspective towards that. So I definitely want to share that with people because I think more people need to see that because sometimes you get to a point of success and you're like, this is hard. This is lonely. Like, they didn't say it would be like this. It's definitely like that. You know, you just have a system of values that you set in place to help you overcome those hard times. Yeah, when you have that wisdom, right, that knowledge that's applied, when you have that uh, 10-foot tall and bulletproof belief and exactly. the armor of God, I mean, that's right there. You're, you're geared up to take on the world, man. So That's right. That's awesome, brother. You're doing big things. What's next for you? For sure. Um, next, what's like yeah. the next level for Trent Shelton? For sure, um, the next level for me is definitely uh, well, books. I mean, I'm actually in the middle of right now of uh, closing on a big book. I have books that I did uh, self-published, but now I'm doing a traditional route just for this book because I want to reach the world with it. So, we actually, I was actually in New York last week, so we're actually closing on that probably tomorrow. So, you know, people have been asking for it, they've been hungry for it, so that'll be next for me for sure. Also. Another tour. Uh, we did a tour in 2015 called Under His Influence. It was 32 cities. It actually came out to Australia, Fiji, um, and it was incredible. So I took a year off uh, 2016 because my birth and my daughter it was a promise I made to my family, uh, my wife, and then my son that you know I would be there for them. So that's another whole story when it comes to grinding. You know, make sure you're taking care of your world. You know, people around mm. you for sure. And um, so this year it's Know Your Worth tour, and so we'll be hitting uh, 12 cities in the states. I'm going to try to get outside the country for sure. Hopefully get back out to Australia. And, uh, it's, you know, that's what's pretty much it, man. I have some online courses coming. Uh, you know, I have more spoken words, more visuals, just a lot of stuff, man. And for me, it's just doing what I'm doing times 10. And I'm very, like, particular about – and I don't want to say this wrong because I don't want people to take it wrong about not planning and their life is just crazy. And they said, well, Trent told me not to plan. But I'm very particular about planning my life to a T. Because I don't want to cut God out. 
So if I had it my way, I would definitely be doing more of what I'm doing, uh, more speaking, more books and all these things, even getting to movies, hopefully not necessarily myself, but producing. Um, but who knows where God wants to take me? So I'm following his lead and, uh, you know, hopefully it takes me to a place where um, I'm needed most to impact more lives. Because if you asked me 10 years ago, would I be here with my plans? No way, you know, but God has a way of bringing us to where he needs us to be. And so wherever he needs me to be, that's where I'm going to be at for sure. Uh, absolutely love that, man. Big things ahead. It's only going to get bigger and better. That's, that's just yeah. how it is. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So Trent, how can we find uh, more of you and more of your content? Uh, yeah, for sure. Any social site at Trent Shelton, I'll pop up. Um, SoundCloud is something I'm really getting more involved in bringing my, I love music. Um, I love rap, uh, but more spoken word now. But so you can get a lot of that from my SoundCloud. Um, also TrentShelton.com and uh, Snapchat is rehab time. Uh, so rehab time on Snapchat and just follow me on any social site. I love to connect. I can't respond to everybody. So I'm not going to respond to everybody, but I'm very active. I mean, you can see me coming in. I even call people sometimes. So I want to be connected with you guys because you guys help support me. You guys inspire me too. So uh, definitely reach out to me and, uh, you know, let me know that you've seen this. Hit me up and let me know you saw this interview for sure. Awesome, brother. What's your favorite hip-hop song? Of all time or, or just right now? Just right now at, right now, and of all time. Okay. Um, right now, my favorite hip-hop song would have to be um, Kendrick, Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, probably uh, DNA. I love that song right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, that's song. And then all time, man, Whew, that's a tough one. I would have to say Lil Wayne, probably, uh, probably Mirrors. I love that song with Bruno Mars. And I know that's like super like not maybe like as far as uh, the 90s or the 80s. Of course, I can say some Tupac for sure, Dear Mama. But Mirrors, man, Mirrors just speaks to my soul. And the, the message in that song is so deep. And, uh, and Nas too, where he talks about, I forgot the name of the song, where he talks about the whole story uh, going backwards, I think that's like super creative. I mean, he tells oh, the story rewind. backwards. Yeah, rewind. Rewind. yeah, there you go. Yeah, awesome. So like, yeah. <laughs> I tripped my mind. I'm like, how do you do that? You know? So yeah, those are probably my two ones that I, that I love to go to for sure. Classic, man. Classic stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So, so Trent, we're going to wrap up this interview. And at the end of every interview, uh, I always ask this question. The question is, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? For sure. Um, whatever you're at in life, um, just keep moving forward. Realize that God has a purpose and a plan for you, and sometimes that plan doesn't make sense. Sometimes that plan uh, makes you go through hard times, challenges, makes you question yourself, makes you question him. But as long as you keep moving forward in your journey, um, as long as you take care of your life, take care of yourself, take care of the people around you, everything will be all right. And just leave something here that lasts longer than you. When... Uh, at the end of the day, you can't control a lot, but there's two things you are in control of, and that's what you give and what you accept. So never accept something that makes you feel less. Never accept something that doesn't go with your values, and always make sure you give love, period, um, because love is the solution to this world. The more love we give, the better this place will be. But like I said, in every single video, it all starts with you. It's rehab time. Let's get it.